Hello and welcome to episode 44 of When Life Gives You Lemons Go Vegan. I'm your host, Corinne Nija, and this podcast is where I share people's incredible stories of recovery after adopting a low-fat, whole-food, plant-based diet. This week, I'm so excited to have our first weight loss success story from a whole-food, plant-based diet. Well, it was mostly plant-based and then whole-food, plant-based with the incredible Richard Hubbard, who has lost over 150 pounds. I'm very excited for this because as someone who has been on yo-yo diets, who has been a compulsive eater myself and who has done all these kinds of unsustainable, unhelpful, toxic kind of to your (laughs) self-esteem diets and fads and just miserable ways of trying to lose weight. This episode and and the episodes, I'm going to start sharing more and more of these weight loss episodes because 70% of our population in Australia and in America and in the UK are overweight or obese. And these obesity and weight gain are signposts of chronic disease and often precursors of chronic disease. So I really want more stories like this on this podcast so that people who are struggling with weight can get the inspiration and motivation that they need to and the support that they need to change their diet and lifestyle and lose that weight permanently and sustainably and improve their health drastically in the process. So Richard is going to be sharing his story today and I really hope that you enjoy it and you share it with your family and friends because lots of people that we know we all have someone in our family or we are that someone ourselves who is living in an overweight, obese body. And even though this isn't about fat shaming, this is about saying, you know what? It sucks being in an overweight body. I've been in an overweight body. I've been in an obese body. Richard has. Many of the guests on my show have. No one says it's fun being overweight. It's harder to do literally everything pretty much in an overweight body. Um, So yes, I can't wait for Richard to share his story with you today and I loved listening to it. Thank you all so much for listening. Now, Richard has a blog. Before we get going, I want to say it now so we don't miss it at the end. His blog is called um, Healthy Living CT. So that's the letter C and the letter T dot com where you can hear all his, read all about his story. You can see his before and after photos. You can really check him out and see the amazing work that he has done and, and the amazing journey he has been on in his weight loss. And you can also follow him on Instagram at rich, uh, sorry, at rick.plant.strong on Instagram. And um, he is going to be launching a t-shirt company, a vegan t-shirt company, which is coming out. And when this episode comes out, it should be live and ready to go. And you can check that out. Um, I'm sure he'll have it posted on his Healthy Living blog when it does, CT blog when it does come out, but it'll also be in the show notes as soon as it goes live where you can buy awesome vegan workout t-shirts that say things like vegans or um, one has a rabbit on it that says with muscles that's flexing and it says, you know, eat like a rabbit <laughs> and has its huge big muscles saying like, what's wrong with that? Yes. So he's going he's gonna to have some great t-shirts there. So definitely check that out and his blog and yes, and share his story on social media for your family and friends, maybe living yo-yo dieting and struggling with weight loss. Okay. Enjoy. Hello, Richard, and welcome to the show. 
Well, thank you for having me. You're so welcome. So I am so excited for you to share your story today. So how about we just dive right in and you can just tell us all about you. Oh, no problem at all. Um, my journey started about uh, six years ago, maybe six and a half, um, January of 2012. I was diagnosed with um, pre-hypertension, well, probably full-blown hypertension at that point. Um, I didn't have a physical in years, and um, I knew because I was over 350 pounds that I, I would have a lot of uh, health issues when I finally saw the doctor. So um, I was finally forced to have a physical because um, of health insurance requirements, and uh, that forced me to take a look at what was going on. Um, Prior to the physical, I decided uh, to make some changes, even before I saw the doctor. And um, so thankfully, um, I avoided um, diabetes that runs in my family, because I have a feeling my blood sugar was way up there. Um, and luckily, it was down to almost normal when I saw him. But my blood pressure was still quite high, and uh, he wanted to put me on meds. And... Um, I'm, I'm the type of personality that, um, you know, I'll, I'll look for cures before I take the doctor's word for it, see if there's natural ways to get over my problem. And I'm so glad I did. Um, he wanted to, he did prescribe a medication and I never took it. And I told him if I could lose the weight and um, drop my blood pressure on, on the own, um, is he going to still enforce the medication? And he agreed. That I could uh, that I could do this journey, so that's really when my journey began. Wow! So can you go into a bit of your life before January two thousand and twelve, like the lead up to that? And I'm guessing there was some definite hard hard points along the road there. I was basically a yo-yo dieter. I was one of those people that um, tried diets and they never worked. Um, basically it was just, uh, trying to restrict calories, but it didn't work. And, um, I, I, um, binged eat, ate a lot of, um, junk food, unfortunately fast food and all the bad foods, um, ate a lot of meat back then. And, um, I'm sure I did a lot of damage to hopefully reverse for this plant-based diet. So I feel great by the way, and I did reverse all my problems. So I'm hoping the plants healed everything. But yeah, but anyway, um, it was a lot of junk food. I just remember um, overeating on so many um, occasions. Um, I don't know if it was depression or what, but I really uh, overdid the food. And uh, recently uh, in America, we have um, this disgusting contest you've probably seen on TV, the Coney Island um, hot dog eating contest. No, I haven't seen it. What happened? Oh, it sounds disgusting. They have it every year on the 4th of July. And um, I was at the gym working out the other day, and uh, I was just getting sick watching, and it made me think of my, my days when I was eating so uncontrollably. Um, I never ate that many hot dogs that these contestants were eating, but I just don't know how people can do that. Now, looking back, I don't know how I ate what I ate. And um, I didn't feel good either uh, doing it. You know, I, I had... Um, my knees bothered me, um, different uh, aches and pains, um, you know, itchiness, um, tingling in the feet, all these signs of prediabetes, um, out of breath. I could barely walk up a flight of stairs without getting out of breath. 
And, um, yeah, and, and, and all that reverse, thank God. Wow. So can you please tell everyone how much weight you have lost now? Because they can't see you, but I can, and you do not look like you weigh 350 pounds anymore. Yes. Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> it's been over 150 pounds. 150 pounds. It took pounds. Um, about 11 months to lose most of it. The, the rest of it came, um, you know, the past couple of years after that, you know. But it was like probably 130 pounds maybe the first year or so. Um, and luckily, um, yeah, I've been doing a lot of strength training, but um, most of my skin um, bounced back. I still have um, loose skin on my belly. That's the one problem area. And I'm contemplating what to do about it. But, um, you know, that, uh, everywhere else, uh, I'm so thankful. My neck, um, my chest, my arms, um, they... They all responded to, especially the, when I adapted the plant-based diet. You know, um, uh, the vegan bodybuilders, um, uh, they um, kind of pushed me over the edge to go plant-based, which is another interesting story in itself. Um, yeah, I have lost the weight um, with mostly plants, uh, but I wasn't fully plant-based yet. And um, I uh, saw a personal trainer. And he gave me some bad advice, which I'm actually grateful for that he did. He wanted me to have 200 grams of um, protein a day, like whey protein and all this other junk food that I knew would be bad for me. And um, I told the doctor about it. And thankfully, my doctor is um, mostly plant-based. And he said that would be absolutely dangerous to ingest that much protein. So I, I did my research and um, you know, discovered bodybuilders like Robert Cheek. And he, um, he's now uh, whole food plant-based and a bodybuilder. He was a big influence. And there's so many other bodybuilders out there that are vegan. And um, even if I were to have protein powders, which I did for a while, like um, I would just have you know vegan protein. So I figured that was a safer alternative than um, whey protein. So um, once I, I gave up all the animal products, I was building muscle much more efficiently. Wow. uh, Yeah. And also the skin um, tightened, you know, at a much better rate. I know they say it takes about a year or two years for the skin to settle. But I I think um, had it gone plant-based, it would have been much sooner. Wow. Wow, because a lot of people who are, well, not who are listening, but who are out there who are bodybuilders, strength trainers, they would never think that you would get more efficient gains on a completely plant-based diet free of... I know, and I I never imagined it either until I researched it. Um, That's why I'm so grateful for those vegan bodybuilders out there. Um, Really, it's an amazing service that they um, provide all this information on the internet. Because um, people are responding, and I see more and more vegan bodybuilders online every day. And I, I just think it's awesome that, that they do that. And that, that's why I, I'm sharing my story, too, so much on Facebook. Um, I mean, I'm not completely there yet. I hope to, in a few years, be um, you know, be more professional bodybuilder. But um, right now, I'm still I'm happy with my arms. I'm glad things are responding, but... Um, you know, I do still have a goal, um, you know, a couple of years, uh, I still continue to work hard every day and 
Anyway, so I, I'm sharing my story too, so that people know that you know they too can build muscle, especially if they lost weight. There's there is hope for some loose skin. You know, not everywhere. The abs, the belly, that's the toughest area to tighten. But there is hope if they have loose skin on the arms. I mean, my my arms. Um, they, I had skin hanging. Uh, you know pretty low, but the muscle helped. Wow. Rich, can you please talk a lot of people who are listening? One of the reasons why I really wanted you on the show is because I don't, I'm, I'm sure that you do know that 70% of the Australian population and 70% of, I think the U S population as well are overweight or obese. And especially as they, as they age, as people age, they're getting more and more and more over, overweight. And I think a lot of people like yourself, you know, have done lots and lots of yo-yo dieting and have eventually just given up on dieting altogether exactly. because we exactly. all know that it doesn't work. And for a lot of people, they haven't found, they gave up and just continued to gain weight or they stayed the same weight yep. and with the same discomforts. Because that calorie restricting to deprivation, it does lead to binge eating. It's just this horrible, vicious cycle, which Doug, Li- Doug Lyle talks about in his book, The Pleasure Trap with um, yep. Dr. Alan Goldhammer. And I just really want to, because your story is about going through that. And for people like I mean, myself included, you know, I – was a compulsive eating, binge eating person. Not, not I wouldn't yeah. say totally a binge eater, but I ate too much, too much, too often. I used food, um, once again, quoting Andrew Spudfit Taylor, I used food for my emotional comfort, for whenever I felt any yes. kind of disease, social anxiety, or if I was in an outing and I didn't want to talk to anyone and didn't know what to say, I'd eat instead of talking or I'd... You know, I'd eat late at night when I was studying or working. I would be eating any time I had any type of void to fill. <laughs> it would be filled yep, with food. Exactly. <laughs> I know how that is. Yeah. And so your story, I think, is so – because I'm still working through that myself now. Like I don't have multiple symptoms of multiple sclerosis, and so that is awesome. I can feel my legs and exercise and run and do weight training. That is great. But the food thing's been really my hardest thing to – Well, you know what's interesting about when I became plant-based? Um, uh, I'm sure a lot of people can um, agree with this. Uh, if you eat a lot of greens, you're filling yourself up, and I don't have room for the uh, bad foods anymore. I honestly don't crave them. Um, yeah, I have huge salads um, every night. Actually, uh, two salads a day. I also have one for lunch. And um, people like, um, are you familiar with Dr. Joel Furman? Yes. The he he's a nutrition focus. Get all of the nutrients in. Is that right, Dr. Yes. Joel Furman? Yeah. Eat to live. Yes. Eat to live. Is that right? Eat to live, yes. Yes. He, he really was a big influence on me. Um, he, he's, um, his thing is uh, the G-bomb foods, which are greens, beans, onions, mushrooms, berries, and seeds. He wants people to eat those every day. And um, I started reading his book in 2012. And um, even though I wasn't completely plant-based, I credit the plants for helping me um, lose the weight because I did um, eat a lot more plants back then. I may, I may have still had um, chicken or turkey regrettably back then, but at least it was much less. And I, I know the plants help heal my body. So um, back then, what I would do is um, week-long vegan challenges, just to challenge myself. 
and um, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I had people around me tell me, don't do that anymore, I'm crazy, you know, what's wrong with me that I want to do this? How did you deal with that? Well, I mean, people would think I would get sick, and um, I, I just wanted to prove them wrong. So the way I dealt with it was showing them on Facebook, I'd wear my vegan t-shirts, and I'd say, um, you know, look at the muscle that I'm building, you know, I, I'm proving them wrong, I'm not going to waste away. I'm, and I think um, getting those vegan shirts really um, helped prove my point that yeah. we can survive, we can thrive on this diet. So for people who are listening who have had food addiction or who are currently overweight or obese, you're saying that eating lots and lots of nutrient-dense foods, the G-bomb foods, that big salads and those type of things help with the cravings. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, when you fill up your stomach with those foods, you don't have the room for the junk food anymore. And you, and you feel so good eating it, and um, they, they taste good. Uh, it takes a while for your taste buds to adjust, but they do taste so good uh, now to me that I don't miss the, the junk food anymore. And people think I'm depriving myself, but I honestly don't feel like I am. I know. I don't. I don't feel that way either. I've, I, look, as I said, I've taken me a long road, but now I'm finally like feeling the best I have. Where I feel like I don't even want cake. Like I just want a big plate of vegetables. <laughs> and that's the other thing too. You mentioned cake. People wonder why I don't want um, like a piece of birthday cake that they're having at work, for example. But being vegan now, because I became an ethical vegan as well. You know, what if there's eggs in there? You know, that being an ethical vegan has also helped transform me, my health, too, because I, I don't want those foods in case animal products are in it, too, now. You know, that adds another level to my um, to my health, you know. Yeah, and I think that that really, f I, I completely agree, because when I wasn't vegan, when I was eating plant-based, very similar to you, when I first got MS, I went plant-based, I was eating some egg whites and some seafood mm -hmm. that was allowed with the MS diet that I was following. Yeah. Seafood, and I, w I hadn't made the connection with the animals, and so I was eating those foods, but I craved all of the other foods, you know, I wanted, desperately wanted chocolates, cakes, mm -hmm. it felt very depth privational when I was eating that way and and when I was pregnant for with my first son I you know I'd read that people with MS go into remission when they're pregnant so I just went off the wagon and I was just eating any craving that I had I was just eating and it wasn't until I went vegan well just after he was born I went vegan because I was like oh gosh I love this baby other mothers love their babies. I shouldn't mm -hmm. eat their babies. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> For people who, are, who aren't vegan, who are listening, I do think that even though it might seem really overwhelming, but I do think that researching and finding out more about what veganism is and about what is happening to animals within the agricultural system and in the, even in the clothing, yes. the clothing, medications, pharmaceuticals, in, there's so many different areas where we are terribly harming sentient beings that don't deserve it. I did find that it it does make it so much easier. It eliminates so much of the foods that you because yeah, I don't see right. it as food. I see it as suffering now, and that makes it me too. Me too. That makes it just so much those easier. Those videos, um, you know, my friends don't like those videos that are non-vegan. 
but they do help so much. I mean, they they woke me up. You know, just seeing um, you know the cows crying when their babies are taken away, all the these sad conditions that they have to live in. Yeah. And, you know, when when I was plant based and seeing those, you know, it really um, made me realize. You know, so there's no going back once. <laughs> you know, once became ethical about it too. Yeah. And and it's so good for the planet. So I think if you're like an environmentalist and I know a lot of people who are environmentalists who aren't vegan and you know they're doing plastic free July and they're doing we have that movement here in Australia plastic free July. I don't know how that happened, but we're doing oh, that. It's great. Yeah. And everyone's doing it and it's so important and people are so keen with plastic free July. I wish they did that in America too. Yeah, but people are less keen about veganism because it seems like such a like food is such a a religion in a, in a way for lots of people, you know, the yeah. cultural thing. We eat this way to socialize and to do all the things. But I do think if you're an environmentalist or if you're, you know, in animal and animal lover, or even if you're a spiritual person, you know, it 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 all adds to making weight loss kind of easier because you're like, you know what, I don't want to do it for my soul because it's not kind to torture and kill other animals for no reason. Biblical times, perhaps there was more of a reason for survival, yeah, but there's exactly. not that doesn't exist now, right? And you know, I think the same with environmental. Like it's just such a, it's like the leading cause of climate change, um, animal agriculture. Mm-hmm. I think it well, at least the, it's a it's- leading, if not the second largest cause of climate change. You know, if you care about the animals. You can't just care about dogs and cats. <laughs> like, right, right. It should extend to all beings, especially because pigs have pigs have the intelligence of a three-year-old child. Exactly, which is exactly. just terribly horrifying when you discover that they know as much as a child that goes to kinder and does puzzles and painting and all these amazing things that pigs can do as well. And also, the other thing is, um, look at the um, heart disease that um, eating animal products can cause, and in, in the you know, colon cancer and all these other conditions. Um, for me, I, it was uh, health first. And um, I can't imagine um, people, once they know this knowledge, I didn't know it until I um, started to look into it. But once they know it, I don't know how they can continue eating like that. Because for me, I want to stay healthy. And, uh, you know, other people, when they hear that hot dogs cause colon cancer, you would think they'd want to give it up. But you know, it doesn't seem to be the case. No, <laughs> it doesn't. Well, I guess it's probably like smokers. You know, they they don't want to give up cigarettes, and yet they know it causes lung cancer. So some people have that mindset, I guess, that they don't care, which I can't relate to. But. No, I can't either. I can't either. I, I do think, like, as many of the doctors that we've talked about so much in this show and who have been on this show can attest to these foods are super addictive, like cigarette smoking. You know, they're addictive and our... Our, microbi- our, our, our gut microbiome and, you know, and that's what makes it it's so difficult to make the switch. The bad bacteria, which is probably most of our – most people who are have been living with chronic disease or living with obesity or are living in an overweight body, most of us have a unhealthy level of bad bacteria living within our gut microbiome and that bad bacteria is like the – the exorcist (laughs) it just it desperately wants you to eat those foods that keep it alive 
And those foods are hot dogs, chocolates, cakes, eggs, bacon, chips. And so I actually think of another thing that I liked about learning that was like, I don't want the bad guys to win, you know? Screw you, bad guys. (laughs) I'm eating the salad. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And um, to talk about Dr. Furman again, he he does say that himself, that if you crowd your your, um, body with these uh, healthy nutrients, uh, all the bad cravings go away. And uh, that stuck with me um, since 2012, and it's been true. Yes, you wow. Know, just crowd. Oh, you, you can um, have these huge salads. Um, you should see my salads. They're, they're <laughs> huge. And um, they really do help with the cravings, and I enjoy the food. And you know, It's not the only thing I eat, of course. I mean, I have oatmeal, um you know, um, peanut butter. I have a lot of um, nuts and seeds during the day. Um, you know, a, pr- a protein shake that's vegan if I feel I need it after a hard workout. But um, a lot of raw vegetables too. That's a big part of my diet. Yes. So yeah, you just you're just giving me my next question. Which is what would be a day of eating look like for you? So that would be a day of eating, pretty much. Yeah, um, and also. Um, you know, sweet potatoes. Uh, I have cooked foods like sweet potatoes, um, steamed broccoli, uh, or I'll um, cook a, a bag of spinach. Um, yeah, I, I do eat a lot of food, that's for sure. I think that that's one thing that I love about this way of eating is that you do get to continue eating a lot of food. <laughs> yes. It's just that, the right food for your body. Yeah. Because I, I naturally do get very hungry. Um, that's... That's probably why I was a binge eater, um, but it was the wrong foods back then. Yeah, if you crowd your body with uh, healthy foods, you won't create the bad stuff. Absolutely. I agree. So I just want to go back a tiny bit because I think I just really want to paint the picture between the difference between your life before this ex- extreme weight loss, which is what it has been yes. for you, and now, like the the negative impacts of your obesity on your health, you have mm-hmm. you have given us a bit of it, but just a bit of more of like even yeah. the things like summer or walking or exercising or sleeping or the ways it impacted on your life that are minor, but when they're all add, they all add up to being quite a significant impact on your quality of life, and then how your life looks now. Yeah, actually, that's a very good question. Um, yeah, I, I remember I wasn't sleeping very well. Um, I remember um, I, I, the current job I have now, I was still obese when I started. And I remember I, I tried to walk up the stairs the first day, and I couldn't believe how steep the stairs seemed. Mm. And um, after I lost the weight, I could walk up those stairs, and it felt like nothing. It just uh, I can't imagine. I, I was so out of breath back then just doing uh, anything, and I would try to run the treadmill back then. I was thinking um, my speeds back then as you were talking, you know, I, I couldn't walk any faster than like three miles an hour. Today I can do like um, seven, eight miles per hour, no problem, sometimes 10 if I want. Um, so I'm basically running on there at times. But back then I, I would be out of breath just doing um, like three miles and um, I, I would do like maybe 20 minutes back then. Um, now so much, my focus so much isn't about cardio because I'm trying to build muscle, but 
but still, I mean, if I wanted to, I can do an hour on there now. I mean, I have that much energy. But I, I'm trying not to lose any more weight. I'm at the level now where, you know, I'm maintaining now. But um, that's that's another difference between then and now. I can't imagine, you know, being at a weight where I doesn't don't need to lose any more weight. That that um, that was a crazy thought to me um, when I first realized that. Oh my God, I don't need to lose any more weight. You know. It's like a lifetime goal, I imagine. It was, it was. Well, I, I wasn't obese until um, after co college. Um, I think it was just, um, you know, one of the jobs I had, there's always junk food around, and it just turned into a bad habit, really. You know, there's always candy around, and um, people would order Burger King and bring in, you know, everybody to have, and I didn't say no back then, and I didn't worry about my health either because I was avoiding the doctor, so I didn't really didn't know the damage I was doing. So, um, you know, I, I ignored um, the little problems I was having with my knees or the fact that I couldn't walk around the block without feeling out of breath. How did your confidence go? Because I think a lot of people, you know, we lose our confidence when we become obese did you feel confident that that's the thing um i don't know where that confidence came from but when i heard that diagnosis it's like um something came over me where um well, i'm not going to let this ruin my life i'm not going to be on meds for life you know my my parents they're um my mom's a diabetic but she she since uh, reversed it pretty much uh, the healthy lifestyle herself but that's another story Back then, she still um, was diabetic. and um, So she was diabetic. My dad had COPD and other health issues. They both were on so much meds. And um, I didn't want to be like that. I couldn't imagine depending on medication the rest of my life. And I was headed down that road if I didn't make changes. You know, I wanted to be medication-free, basically, and just just be healthy. It was a wake-up call. But I don't know where that determination came from. I guess it was always in me. I just had to find it somehow. Yeah, it's 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 always amazing. And I think that every single person, that, well, doctor especially, that's plant-based, is like, what is what is the the magic thing that gets people's motivated and dedicated and committed to this way of eating because you know oh i think most doctors who are plant-based just think oh if only we could get all of our patients to to commit yeah, so it's exactly it's exactly. amazing when people i took years to commit <laughs> years it wasn't until i couldn't feel my legs how long have you been vegan yourself i've been vegan since my son was so he's nearly seven so it's six and a bit years Wow, that's that's great. That's of great. Vegan, yeah. Yeah, it's been uh, 22 months for me, um, completely vegan. Wow. Yeah. And um, the interesting thing about that um, is because um, when, when I um, did this 22 months ago, I didn't know that I would it would be permanent. Uh, I recommend challenges, by the way, to everybody who wants to become vegan, because then you're not switching your mind off all of a sudden that oh my god, you'll never have it again. It was going to be a 13-week challenge. It was based on Robert Cheek's um, journal, workout journal, that lasted 13 weeks. So I told myself, I'm going to do this 13 weeks and see what kind of results I get. 
I got great results, and after that, I never wanted to go back to the way um, to any kind of animal products after that. Yeah, I just felt so good. This is the thing: is that every single well, there's, there's there's like a couple of people who I think stuff it up, <laughs> but but most people that you meet who have adopted a vegan diet, the only thing they ever say is. I wish I'd done this sooner. Like, and then that is me too. I, I wished I lost the weight um, completely vegan. I wish I could say that. That kills me because I'm so into it now. Yeah, yeah. But, but I, I do say that I was mostly plant-based then. You know, I had a minimal amount of turkey um, or, um, you know, an egg. But it, it wasn't a heavy amount of meat. It was a lot of vegetables from courtesy of Dr. Furman's book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that kills me. I, I, I wish so bad I could say six years ago I became vegan and lost the weight. But, but the reality is it was 20, 22 months ago. Yes. And I think it's a good point, though. I think even though we're saying this, I think if you're listening and you are overweight or you're struggling with weight loss and compulsive eating and those types of things, don't beat yourself up because, you know, like Richard, you know, he spent a long time on this journey before he's gotten to this place where he's smashing life and looking incredible. It wasn't a overnight thing. He did a lot of diets and things before he got to this point yes. and myself yeah. included. And most of my guests, it was a big journey. And even though we're sharing the incredible end success stories on this show when people are super healthy and at their like, yay, we're nailed, nailing everything. Don't give up because you're not at the end, at the finish line. You know, just exactly. keep going like Richard's saying and do the challenges, do baby steps, whatever it is. Just keep moving forward and don't spend time wallowing about how you ate the wrong thing or you made a mistake or you did this thing and it didn't work out. Just keep moving forward and try yeah, and find... Yeah, don't worry about failures. Yeah. yeah. Because um, I was thinking of one of the first vegan challenges I did, um, I, I, I wasn't really being honest about the challenge I was in because I would have things like yogurt the, for the first time I did it because I really didn't know much about it. And uh, I didn't beat myself up. I just kept learning what it is about. And um, the next time I completely eliminated um, animal products, you know, went a little longer. And um, you, you, um, you keep reading, keep learning what veganism is and um, what foods to eat, what foods not to eat. And um, if you do challenges like week, week long at a time, that's what I recommend. Eventually, they'll sink in. I, at least I believe it will for most people. If they do it like three or four times, I don't think they'll want to go back to their old way of eating. Because I think the energy is that they gain from it and their health, yeah, it's too much to want to go back to the old way. Can Can you list, or can you just list some of like, I know you have already, but is this more of the positive side effects of this way of eating had on your oh, life? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, you sleep better, um, um, arthritis, or whatever I have with my knees. My knees were um, hurting before I lost the weight. That goes away. Um, the the problems I have, the tingling in my feet, that went away. Um, I don't get out of breath anymore. Um, the, the amount of energy I have is incredible with this diet. Um, 
there's just so many positive things. Um, I don't get um, acne. I, I every once in a while I used to get um, little bits of acne. Not not a lot. It's not like I had so much acne, but I haven't gotten acne since I went plant based. Um, I used to get sores in my mouth, uh, canker sores. Uh, I was just thinking the other week. I, I don't get those anymore. Uh, I very rarely get colds. And if I do, they don't last longer than like a few days now. Before I was plant-based, they would last for um, two weeks sometimes. I remember I had a cold that lasted for a month um, when I was heavy. So I can't um, think of any negative side effects of being plant-based. I don't know if you can, probably not I can't, no. (laughs) I can't. I love being plant-based. I guess the only negative thing which isn't really negative to me because you adjust there's no restaurants really that serve whole food plant-based and you have to worry about the oils or um and it's hard to find even just uh, vegan options or some restaurants but you learn to adjust there, there's always foods you could eat no matter what restaurant you know get a salad or hold the dressing hold the croutons or whatever but there's always Always food out there, but it can be a challenge. Yes, that is the biggest challenge. So you're just saying that there are some things that you you do at restaurants to get food. I was going to ask you, how else do you manage social situations like restaurants or eating at friends' places, that kind of thing? Because each each guest, I try to ask this question because each guest has different strategies and tools that they they use to manage. I'm I'm very open to how I eat. Um, at work, for example, um, yeah, they're all used to it. At first, they weren't, but um, I, I, I don't care. Um, they know they know I lost the weight, so um, that that helps too. That I lost so much weight that uh, they know that I want to keep it off. So it's, I don't look so strange that it's just about veganism, even though a lot of it is now. But you know, they they know I want to keep healthy too and not want to gain the weight. So uh, people understand that I'm healthy. You know, they'll joke around, oh, you know, he's not going to eat that if, if they bring in a cupcake or something, or, you know, they'll say, uh, they'll take mine or whatever. But, yeah, nobody gives me a tough time about it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think that when you've had such a significant weight loss that I think that people, it is like, it is difficult to argue that you're a, you're a, the proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the vegan exactly. whole food plant based yeah. pudding. <laughs> I, I was thinking um, a while ago if I hadn't um, if I was always um, you know a normal weight and went vegan, I can imagine um, some of the flack that people would get yeah. um, switching over mm. if they're a normal weight. Mm. But um, I mean, it needs to be done though. I mean, uh, really. You could, the environment, um, health reasons. In some of these normal weight, they still can. They have to worry about colon cancer with some of these processed meats, and you know, it's not just about weight. I think there's there's a lot of reasons to be plant based. 
I just learned about the link recently when my father got diagnosed with prostate cancer, a link between the link between dairy and animal products with prostate yep. cancer. And I don't think enough people, well, men especially, know about this. And, like, often men will be the first people to joke online about, you know, but bacon or I'll eat the all bacon then or whatever on their post. And I think, you know that when you get prostate, you're all fine. It's all fine when you're 20. But when you're 60 and you're prost- you've got prostate cancer and you you're then have to have your prostate removed, you're, mm-hmm. in- you're impotent and incontinent for life. Yeah. For life. And I think, you know, like for most, most men, unless they have radiology, but that still can lead to most people being impotent and incontinent. And I think that a lot of these men don't understand that, no, they this, don't. this this meat diet that makes you manly, you're not a man unless you eat meat, you know, and they're banging their chests and, you know, we're cavemen and you're like, all of them value their working functional penises. <laughs> and you're like, sorry to be like up front, but they're not going to work. And you know what else? These, um, these men who are drinking um, the dairy, here they're um, talking about soy and um, hormones, the uh, estrogens, but look at what they're getting with the dairy. It drives me crazy when I hear that. You're going to get man boobs because you're eating soy. And I'm like, you're literally drinking a pregnant <laughs> pregnant exactly. animal's hormones. Exactly. Exactly. And there's all of Asia that's been eating soy milk for thousands of years aren't walking around with breasts. We don't go to China and go, oh, you know what? I came back from China and all these Chinese men have got huge boobs. <laughs> Like, no one's ever said that, but okay. The American and Australian men with actual breasts because of the dairy that they've been consuming for years. Yeah. It's very, it's, it's, I shake my head. But we don't, we all didn't know that. You and I didn't know it. And so I don't want to seem like I. No, I didn't. Yeah. It's because uh, we researched. I'm sure, I'm sure you did a lot of research as well. And, And that's what it's about, you know, researching and, listening to um, your podcast and uh, different doctors out there. And there's so many, there's so many doctors out there. And I think that for people who, if you're listening, and I, I, I often wonder if only whole food plant-based vegans are listening to this podcast. Um, if you are listening and you're not whole food plant-based and you're like, wow, I didn't know this and I'm going to try it out, please leave a comment on my website because I really want to yeah, know to see if you're good. actually listening. And if you're like, yes. wow, this is changing my life. <laughs> or if you're like, this is just reaffirming me how awesome I am at being whole food plant-based, <laughs> which is what I often wonder but again like Richard's saying like if you're overweight obese if you have like most of the chronic diseases that we've covered on this show and there's so many others that I'm yet to cover which I can't wait to cover this way of eating you know it it, it's helped so many people and if you if you're skeptical don't listen to me don't trust Richard's one-off story listen to all the doctors that are out there, the scientists that are actually studying nutrition, go online. If you're thinking, if you're skeptical and you're like, oh, this sounds too good to be true, this is, you know, quackery or this is pseudoscience, whatever, go find the act, Dr. Michael Greger, Dr. John McDougall, Dr. Alan Goldhammer, Dr. Dean Ornish, Dr. Joel Furman, Dr. Michael Clapper, does I say him already? Dr. T. Colin Campbell. There are so – Neil Barnard. There are so many that I'm not even mentioning coming out saying that they're doing the work. And the, uh, the issue is finding a an evidence-based double-blind placebo for a whole food plant-based diet. Everyone wants that 
perfect study that's like this is the gold standard of research it's very hard to have a placebo group to eat a whole food plant-based diet because most people Mm. you're gonna know that you're eating plants (laughs) right that's true it's very difficult to put the get the level of evidence that the community wants to a whole food plant-based diet so these stories these anecdotal stories they are, in some cases, the very best evidence that we can get, unfortunately, because it's it's just very difficult to do a study that is ethical that is in relation to diet and disease. I think they just have to trust um, the, the, our stories. You know, give it, give it a try. It's, uh, you know, I mean, I think that just the evidence itself, you know, it speaks for itself, you know. The weight loss stories, or um, um, I know you mentioned um, Adam. Adam Sud, uh, he's a friend of mine on Facebook. You know, he he got over his drug addictions too, with um, being plant based. Uh, there's so many things you could just cure with this um, with this way of eating. There's so many stories out there. There are, just- there are so many. Unfortunately, in Australia, we had two. Women, um, one was Belle Gibson, and she was a pi- like a pioneer in the whole food, kind of a whole food plant-based diet for healing cancer. And she wrote cookbooks, and she put out uh, the first cookbook, vegan cookbook on the Apple Watch, and she was a huge deal. And it turned out that she was very significantly mentally unwell and that she had fabricated the her whole cancer story. And oh she didn't God, really have cancer. And so that did, a, in Australia, that did a very bad... Yeah, I could see why. Bad, bad, bad thing to to everyone when it comes to talking about cures in inverted commas and a whole food plant-based diet because she had so much press. Oh, press yeah, that's and awful. It, and it all came crashing down into this oh. big... Even her family thought that she had cancer. So it was it was a lie of epic proportions. And when she came out, I was just starting to talk about my MS story and I was like, oh, my God, I cannot... <laughs> It was just like, oh, God, I can't talk about a whole food plant-based diet healing MS because everyone's just going to say, well, Belle Gibson, <laughs> you know. But, but there are so many stories there, out there. There are so uh, many. True um, stories. And yes. Yeah, we can't live one story like exactly, that. Exactly. And Debbie had Jess Ains cough, I think her name was, Jess Ains cough, and she had cancer and she did a whole food, well, a vegan juicing, raw food, kind of more of a Gerson therapy diet in Australia. And she lived well with cancer for seven years when she had been given a shorter life expectancy, but she did pass away from cancer. And so a lot of people then were like, well, if this diet works so well, how come she's not alive anymore? And you're like... It doesn't make you bulletproof, you know what I mean? Like it's Yeah, exactly. It, if you've already got cancer, you've had it for a long time, we're not saying you know, that this is a cure for everything, for all things, for all ways. There's damage that happens to our body that's significant and sometimes irreversible. And but then there's lots of people with cancer who have extended their life, gained quality of life, or completely overcame their cancer from this way of eating. So it can't be ignored just because people do still pass away. Right. Yeah, there, there's no guarantee, of course, but the thing mm. is um, quality of life is important, as you said. And who wants to be um, 
unable to move when they're um, older or, um, you know, in a nursing home. I, my thing is I want to stay healthy always. That, that's my goal. You know, I, I know that everybody gets older, or, uh, you know, but I, I feel like um, because I'm so healthy now and, you know, even even get, getting colds, you know, they don't last long. I, I know that there's something about this way of eating that just, you know, you're, you're really helping your um, long-term health. Yeah, definitely. I completely agree. Why would you? Well, my thoughts, like we said before, is there's no downside. Like Jess Ains cough. I'm sorry, I'm, in, I'm messing up her surname. I'm very apologetic. It starts with Ains. I remember. Uh, I didn't follow her story very much, but I saw it in the media. But she had a great quality of life. You know, she was thriving. She was healthy. She she did really well. And for me. I often say, like, if I got had an MS relapse tomorrow, would I say that going whole food plant based wasn't the right yeah, move for me? No yeah. way! I would say I would keep Just, going. Yeah, because I've exactly. got ten years awesome. When prior to this, I was getting worse and worse and worse rapidly. So to have ten great years or zero great years, there's, there's no there's no question what my choice would be. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and I think a lot it's about giving that power back to yourself rather than just giving it to the medical establishment. And I'm not saying don't have a medical team because I had one and Richard had one. We all saw doctors and medical professionals and I still recommend seeing them. But it's nice to not have all of your eggs with them, hoping that, hoping and praying that they're going to have the answer to your health. When And I think work with the doctor. Yeah, you know, work with do, the doctor. Do, do some research too, you know. If they say you have high blood pressure, diabetes, see if there's doctors out there who say you can um, beat this before. I mean, I don't want to tell people not to have medication. I mean, that worked for me, but but I mean, there might be ways for them to um, get off of it. But just work with their doctors. And Google like plant-based doctors or doctors that can help, doctors who are talking about healing and find one. Or do enough research that you can go to a doctor who isn't supportive and just say, look, this is what I'm doing. Support me. <laughs> yeah, they might get lucky like I did. My doctor supported me. Yeah. So definitely see a doctor, of course. But, I mean, this there's just no – nothing that can – I don't think there's anything that can go wrong from eating a whole food plant-based diet alongside that. And Dr. George Jelinek, he said when I did his retreat years ago, he was like, you know, take your medicine for multiple sclerosis or for whatever it is, but just also do this, you know, have some mindfulness practices, some exercise, some vitamin D, have some plant foods and take your medicine. And if you feel confident to wean off it later with your doctor's support, go for it. But you don't have to, and you can do both if you want for as long as you want. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, well said. Mm. <laughs> I think I said it every episode. <laughs> I think I, a lot of people, I had one today tell me, you know, I'm, I'm doing this terrible thing by spreading these messages because it's a disservice to people who are suffering because I'm giving them false hope. And that's not what this podcast is about. That's like, the opposite of what this podcast is about. It's not about pseudoscience. I have doctors on that sh this show for a reason. This is about real people's stories and it, it helps so many people. And even if it just helped with constipation, I'd still put these podcasts was worth it. 
<laughs> if I could just have people not be constipated, it would be worth it. If I could just give them energy. Which it would help. You know? Right? If, <laughs> even if forget chronic disease for a moment and just think about constipation, some sleep, some weight loss, and, like, I'd be happy with that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yes, so your, your life now, can you describe it to us now? How's, how's a typical day in the life of Richard look? After being yeah. very, you know, quite obese, how's how's life right. in a perfect, um, healthy I, BMI? I, um, yeah, I'm I'm busy. Um, I'm a full time um, webmaster in a community college, uh, and yet I find time um, five days a week to work out. Um, yeah, I'm just uh, very active. Um, I, I do um, freelance work on the side too. I, I started a um, vegan uh, t-shirt business, um, workout shirts. And uh, the, the store officially opens soon, um, probably a couple weeks. Well, send and- me the link. We'll add it to the show notes. People can find your t-shirts and suck up and be looking super vegan ripped in their workout gear. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Definitely. I want a t-shirt. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to your website as soon as it comes out. One, actually. No, uh- no, no. That wasn't a hint. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it definitely gives you energy to get what you need done, that's for sure. Yeah, okay. So that's coming out soon. So I can't wait for that. I can't wait for people that are listening to buy your T-shirts and be promoting veganism and V-Gains, as they say. Actually, that's one of the shirts, V-Gains. Is it? And I have another one on this, um, I think it's going to be popular, Vegan Beast Mode. You know those Beast Mode shirts you see? Oh, I have one that says Vegan Beast Mode. Ah. That sounds good. I want a vegan beast mode. I think I'm in vegan beast mode all the time. <laughs> yeah, I told a few people about it, and they love the idea. So. And I have another shirt that's um, with a, a bunny rabbit, but it's muscular, and it says, I eat like a rabbit. What's wrong with that? And it's flexible. <laughs> so it, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, oh, man, that's so exciting. I, I like that. That's very funny. Okay, so what are your... Three biggest tips for someone who is considering taking on this lifestyle. Do challenges, like I mentioned earlier. They help so much. Because um, if you have failures, you you know, you can get right back on the bandwagon the next challenge. Uh, The the next one is do research. I've read so much. um, You'll find some plant-based doctors that um, are your favorites, like Dr. Furman. He was a big influence for me. Dr. Campbell, Dr. Greger, um, they, really, they, they help so much, and you'll, you'll learn so much. Uh, the third one, um, I think uh, watch the environmental and um, animal abuse videos. Uh, they really, um, they turn me into an ethical vegan as well. Um, those videos, as painful as they are to watch, they make you realize that um, there are better ways uh, to eat. You know, we have a lot of uh, – there's no shortage of vegetables to eat and uh, there's no reason to keep abusing these animal, animals when we don't have to. So I think those are the three tips. They are great tips. Each week people give me – and, like, research is pretty much always a consistent one in the tip. Mm-hmm. I love that there's always one or two that I haven't heard before and – the challenges is a great one, and the people don't like watching animal abuse videos, and I often get told off for posting them on my page. And then yeah, I think, too. and then I think, you know what? 
Like, I, my husband always says, Corinne, why are you watching them? You're already vegan and it hurts you so, because I get so upset, you know, when I see them. But it's a good reminder. Yeah, it, it, it solidifies, re- reconfirms my conviction to this movement. But also, I just think if, often, I know the algorithms now probably just show those, like, like it's often just my vegan friends who comment on those posts. And I'm pretty sure that my non-vegan ones aren't even getting shown them. Oh, yeah, I know that. I know, I know for mine too. <laughs> very, very much. But I do know that some do trickle through. Like they all, most of my friends know that I'm level five <laughs> vegan as yeah. far as. Yeah. <laughs> not that yeah. that's just off the Simpsons, but there is no real levels. It's just a Simpsons quote about level five vegan. <laughs> But some do go through and I have had people over the years, so many people say, you know what, it was this video or this post of yours and I was just like, oh gosh, you know, I can't. And I keep posting them because, you know, the animals the, anim- the animals are voiceless and I feel obligated. If I have a tool that can spread the message, I feel obligated to show them what they're actually going through, what the lived experience mm-hmm. of these animals is. And even though it's horrifying and it breaks my heart every single day, I think our hearts need to be broken, and I think that that's how we heal the exactly. the world yeah. is to break our hearts, Absolutely. break our hearts so wide open that we can heal. Heal, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's a great a, that's a great point, and I do think if you are listening and you're already vegan and you're, you've t- you've stopped posting those videos, I still think it's worthwhile. Just tell your friend. Like I try to post them with like a. Some kind of a light heart. Sometimes I'm angry, but <laughs> <laughs> not always am I not angry. But sometimes I try to make it lighthearted and just be like, hey, I will give you like 20 high fives if you just go vegan and stop this from happening, you know, or something, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I love you. If you do this, I'd love you like 10 times more. <laughs> Yeah. You know, something like that. But, you know, sometimes I'm I'm genuinely just sad and, and, uh, and upset and want it to happen faster. But it is happening and it is happening faster than I ever actually imagined it would. So that's exciting for me and keeps me really hopeful. Yeah, and me as well. Um, I mean, more and more people are becoming vegan, even around here too. You, you see it uh, a lot more. I think more people are aware. They are, they are, they are. So I think it's great. And I'm so grateful for you coming on this show, Richard, and sharing your story. You're the first weight loss story we've had on the show. If I, people have talked about weight loss, like I've lost 25 plus kilo, kilograms to talk about in Australia, but people on the podcast have talked about weight loss as along with their chronic disease, but you're the first one that's been like specifically weight loss. And I was very excited to have you as a guest because I, I think that I would like some more and more of these stories on the show because there are so many... And 70% of our population are living with ob- ob- being overweight or obese. And I think mm-hmm. that that then I leads to its, yeah. Yeah, it leads to its own set of chronic diseases. It's, it's just the first warning sign, the first signpost to, to, to chronic disease. And exactly. So, so I'm really grateful to have your story on the show as the first one. So thank you yeah, so thank much. Thank you for having me too. I, I, I enjoyed the, the talk. It was very informative <laughs> and yeah, I enjoyed meeting you too. Oh, thank you very much. Now, before we hang up, I just wanted to make sure that you talk about your is it is you've got your t-shirt business coming out soon. Is there anything else you need to share? People can find you, follow you on social media. Well, yeah, I, um, yeah, I, I, I'm on Instagram. I think it's um, rich.plant.strong. 
rich.plant.strong. I'll put that in the show notes. So you've got rich.plant.strong on Instagram and Facebook. um, My, um, well, uh, you can look up my name, um, but I I think it's easier to find me on my blog. It's um, healthylivingct.com. Healthylivingct.com. And what do you share there? Um, all kinds of um, information, you know, weight loss information, um, how I went plant-based. Um, actually, I recommend people to check it out because you can read my journey before I became plant-based. Yes. You know, what? I think it will give you more insight about why, why I shifted to plant-based. Yes. So if you're listening and you made it all the way to the end, I'll post all of this information, and I mentioned it at the start when I record the intro. But if you're listening, check out rich.plant.strong on Instagram, but also definitely, definitely worth reading is his blog, Healthy Living CT, as in the letter C and T. Yes. CT.com, where you can listen to all his stories. It's super inspirational. You can see his before and after photos. You can see all of his journey. And if you know anyone that is wanting to lose weight or is having difficulty with losing weight, you know, share the healthylivingct.com blog with them on social media or in messenger share it on your social you know, everywhere because it's a great story it's so, so inspirational and i always feel if i could do it anybody can you know because i tried for years and i really i really believe that anybody can so anybody out there is listening you know don't give up hope Ah oh, yes thank you so much richard thank you so much for coming on the show i'm so, congratulations on your incredible incredible transformation oh thank you thank you and i feel great too (laughs) (laughs) you look great you can't see him but he does he's looking super vibrant and fit and healthy and lean and full of life oh thank you for that (laughs) see you later richard (laughs) okay thank you so much richard for coming on the show thank you all for listening if you haven't yet come on this podcast and you have a chronic disease, please reach out to me or comment in the show notes and I will reach out to you or message me in Messenger. I would love to have you on the show. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, you can head over to Stitcher or iTunes and subscribe to the podcast over there. I put out new episodes every Sunday slash Monday. And if you could leave a five-star rating and a kind review, that would really help this podcast to reach more people who are living in sick bodies or overweight bodies who are struggling to lose weight or struggling to get healthy, maybe these messages in this podcast will help them transform their health and transform their lives like I have and the guests on my show have. It would mean so much to me as your ratings and reviews help the iTunes search ranking put my podcast in front of more people, which then helps them transform their health, which is all I care about. So thank you so much if you take the time to do that. I have written how to leave a review in the show notes. So you can if you head over there. You can read exactly how because there's like three ways. It can be a bit tricky sometimes, but there's three ways on iTunes to kind of leave the review. It isn't always that easy to find, but you can find it. And yeah, the, the explanation is over on the show notes for you to listen to on how to do that. And I would so appreciate it. And everyone who has left a kind review, I appreciate it so much. So thank you. I read them all and I'm so very grateful for your support for this podcast. The other thing I wanted to say is make sure to check out Richard's 
healthylivingct.com blog and hear all about his story there in more depth and his social media Instagram account, rich.plant.strong. And you can follow the podcast at When Life Kitchen Lemons Go Vegans Facebook page where I post updates, latest guests, new episodes, all that stuff over there. So that would be great if you want to have your finger on the pulse of what's happening in the podcast. That's the place to go. And that is it. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you all next week. Bye. Bye.